I think it's only going to give me one. Say something, Kurt. Hey there. <laughs> you were listening to Smooth Jazz, 104.7 oh, nice. The Wave. <laughs> Did you used to host radio? No, but I always wanted to until I found out... Hey folks, welcome back to the Manana Nomas podcast. Today I am over the moon. I'm psyched, uh, blown away because I get to pay it forward and pay it back actually to uh, someone who entertained me on their podcast. Uh, Nancy Johnson has been with us, uh, been with me for, gosh, a few months now. We did that magic LinkedIn thing that I talk about all the time. We got together and uh, we ended up really hooking up. It was a good time. I really, really enjoyed my time with her on the Digital Connections podcast. Uh, we'll have links to that at the bottom of this. But folks, this is her time to shine on the Manana Nomas podcast. So if you would, welcome uh, Nancy Johnson to the podcast. And if you would, Nancy, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Digital Connections and what your goals are. Sure, sure. Yeah. So my company is WSI Digital Connections, and uh, it's actually a full service digital marketing agency. So we do the the whole gamut, right? So we uh, build websites, we do paid search, we do search engine optimization, email campaigns, social media management, everything. But uh, we primarily focus on the strategy. And that's really what WSI Digital Connections, uh, that is what we do. Um, we'll come into a company and we'll help evaluate it from the ground up. And we'll say, all right, who are your clients? Who's your competition? We'll do a full analysis. And we really get a, a, a full spectrum so that we can help them understand what they need to be doing from a marketing perspective. And that way, they're not doing these one-off projects where you know they're not seeing a big return uh on what's what's going on for them so yeah that's what we do you know people that follow the manana namas podcast um they're used to me going off on tangents they're used to me being distracted nancy you and i could be distracted on this for, for two three days uh you know uh, gosh just just last night i was listening to tim pool Tim Pool's a kind of a uh, more of a conservative, but he's actually a liberal um, commentary guy, right? And so he's got all these people on, and they were supposed to be talking about the trial last night, and then they end the, that there's no verdict, so they start, you know, spitballing. Next thing you know, they're talking about subscription sites, and they're talking about locals mm. and Patreon and all of these things. And then Tim Pool says, you know, hey, for a couple hundred bucks, why don't you just you know, get WordPress and a membership plug in and have at it. You don't have to pay anybody 20% of your business forever and ever, you know? And my kids in the car, they, my daughter, especially she's 17. She turns, she's like, dad, I'm starting to think you're a really smart guy, you know? Cause like, <laughs> cause, cause the guy on the, that Tim pool was talking to was like, I never heard of that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh -huh. And, and I, my mind exploded and, and I was thinking about our podcast today and I was like, she's going to bring some heat about all this digital marketing stuff. And we're going to go down some rabbit trails. And then what's that going to look like? Like, how do we bring that together for the listeners at the end? Mm -hmm. But um, when you say focused on strategy, mm -hmm. I'm really interested in that. So a, a customer comes to you, how do you, how do you attract customers? And then kind of, how do you, how do you filter them and meet their needs? And, and make sure that they're the right customer for you. 
Yeah. So the, you know, the, the first, the first part is, is really getting that uh, discovery session with them, of course. Right. And so we'll yeah. talk about, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm fairly open to, to helping any small business owner, small to medium sized business owner. I tend to like to focus on the tech aspect. So anyone that's um, pro- they've probably left a, a large tech uh, company and they've gone out and they've started their own uh, company. They've been in business for a year or two and you uh, you know, they, they need some direction from a digital perspective. They get out there, they start doing traditional marketing. Uh, they may even have a, a, an in-house uh, marketing department, right? They may even have a CMO, uh, but they don't have the digital elements, which is what we find a lot with companies, right? Um, so those are typically the, the clients that I focus on. But when we get to that digital strat, or well, it, it kind of is a digital strategy session, right? Because we start talking about, you know, what are the they, where, where do they want to go? What are their goals? Because that is going to make a huge difference in what we're recommending, right? Well, and that's why we talk about what is their competition doing that's successful right now? You know, who are their target clients? Because this is the other aspect of this, right? A lot of people think that they know who their clients are. They really don't, you know, they really don't know why their clients are coming to their website. They don't understand, you know, what, what they should be doing out there to actually attract those people. And it's also why I'm part of the WSI network, which is actually a, it's a franchise model, but it's why I'm part of that network is because we have an entire worldwide, uh, we're one of the largest uh, digital marketing networks out there. And what that does is it allows me, no matter what the situation is, I've got somebody in my network that's solved that problem before more than likely. And if they haven't solved that exact problem, they've solved they've solved something that's similar, right? Um, so we're able to actually help direct each other from that perspective. However, um, you know, when a, when a client comes in, they've got things going on with their business. So for example, if you've got a, uh, let's say you've got a, um, you're selling a product online and you, you years ago, you know, you started your Wix or maybe a year ago, whatever you started your Wix site, you know, and you thought, you know, this is great because you've got the out of the box stuff, you know, it's really easy. It's cheap. It's, you know, it gets you going. And what you don't realize is that you can't really grow from that perspective, right? It's as you grow, your site is probably not going to grow with you, but that's not something that most people would know. And it's why if you'd had a strategy to begin with, you probably wouldn't have picked that route, right? Um, And that is why we actually sit down and evaluate all of those things with people to decide, is this really where you're going to see the biggest bang for your buck? Is this really where your marketing dollars are going to pay off? You know? Yeah. I think about some of the customers I've dealt with most recently. And, you know, to be more clear, you I think you already know, I primarily work in like the membership and learning space and, and primarily in WordPress. Mm-hmm. And so digital marketing is a part of the conversation, but I'm not really focused on the marketing and the SEO side. I'm, I like the tech side and building the, the curriculums and, and stuff like that. And a lot of the customers have these preconceived notions about, well, you know, like, like field of dreams, right? Build it and they will come. They just <laughs> assume they're going to launch this website and they're going to have more traffic than they can shake a stick at. I mean, thank goodness, right. you know, thank goodness Kurt's going to get this website done soon because, you know, I'm a little shy on being a millionaire this year, right? And it's like, you realize you're going to have to put work into this, right? You realize you're going to have to drive this. You're going to have to, there's going to have to be some kind of an engine behind this that makes this 
that makes this work, mm-hmm. you know? And then they go, well, I'm going to buy some Facebook ads or, you know, uh, I'm launching a blog. I heard that blogging, you know, drives traffic, you know, and it's, I'm going to have, you know, what am I going to do? Is my server going to be big enough to deal with all the traffic coming to this thing? And I'm like, I don't think you have a realistic expectation of what the current market is out there and how to yeah. drive traffic. Mm-hmm. And so how do you deal with people that come in with those, those notions? You're doing the strategy session and they go, oh yeah, we've got a you know $3,000 budget for some Facebook ads. I mean, at that point you're like, uh oh, wrong client. <laughs> Well, and I think I think that's uh, you know I mean one of the one of the problems that I see within our industry is this um, this desire to take on any client right or to take on uh, people and let them think what they want to think um, and um, that for me is a real issue right um, so I'm very honest with with the people that come in uh, for a discovery session with me um, and we have those blunt conversations of you yeah. know uh, to be honest with I, I was just talking to a guy <laughs> uh, two days ago I was talking to a guy he's like he's like well you know I'm with this company and oh my gosh they've charged me five hundred dollars to build this website for me Kurt's going to pass out, I think. Um, no, I'm, I used to be that guy, so it's okay. <laughs> they charged me $500 for this website and they're charging me $200 for my search engine optimization and I'm not seeing anything. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's probably why you're not seeing anything. I hate to tell you that, right? And he's in a fairly competitive field, right? But um, that's that's the issue is that you've got companies that are willing to just take people's money. And, uh, you know, that's really not uh, productive for anyone, right? So, and that's why we try to have that conversation up front of let's set expectations, what you're actually looking to do. Now you can, you can DIY a lot of this stuff, right? Um, it's really a matter of just making sure that you have the right pieces in place and making sure you understand your own strategy, right? Um, and there is nothing stopping anyone from going out there, you know, and figuring out how to create their own strategy, but I highly recommend it to anyone. Have some sort of strategy before you get started, because at least you'll know what you should expect to spend. And if you're not going to spend that, or you're not willing to invest that right now, what are you willing to spend, right? And so a lot of times I'll have conversations with the people, and sometimes, you know, we end up at a different point of, oh, yeah, okay, this is what I need to spend. I am willing to make that investment because the other part of this, and that's where the strategy piece of it really plays heavily, is understanding what what kind of revenue are your customers bringing in, right? And how much are they spending with you? What is their lifetime value? Because when you know those things, those are the things that are going to make it make the difference in how much you're willing to invest. If you're willing to spend a dollar on a, a Google ad that's going to double what you're bringing in. I would say that's a pretty good investment, right? Um, and that's how you have to look at anything that you do in the marketing space, in my opinion. You have to look at it as as an investment. Yeah, so, so important. At, at the level that you're working at, how much of what you do is based on like, you know, A, B and A, B and C testing? Like, like how many... How many variations of things do you guys have to try for your projects to know that you're going in the right direction? 
Uh, it depends on what they're doing, right? Um, so for example, you know, I may have a client that comes to me and they know they want to do, they want to try Facebook ads. And I'm going to suggest to them, we can do Facebook ads for you. That's fine. But I will suggest, you know, you need to test this because otherwise you're wasting your money. You are throwing it out the window. And that is why you also want someone managing your ads, right? First of all, you want the experience of a, of a person that has managed those for, yeah. for, for people, right? In particular, hopefully they've managed something in your space, right? Um, but also it gives you that ability to test easily, right? And you want to be testing those types of things, right? And the same with the same with Google ads, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people, you know, they may go to a company, have them set up a campaign, and then they don't, uh, they, they kind of take it and run with it, right? Unfortunately, that's not going to work very well because what's going to happen is you're not going to continue to optimize, right? You're not going to continue yeah. to look at what's actually going on in that space and how things are changing because they do, they change rapidly sometimes. And what will happen is you will end up spending literally hundreds of extra dollars every month because you didn't optimize for that, right? You didn't keep looking at those things. And that's really where, where the the rubber hits the road, if you will, right, is making yeah. sure that what you're doing, you're always looking at what's changing out there. And from a DIY perspective, you know, I know that to customers, it's frustrating the things that people like you and I can do. I know that they, they, they think it's some kind of like magic and then they see that we do it and then they go, oh, well, that's easy. And I think, I don't think they recognize, well, that's 15, 20, 25 years of, of experience that knows mm -hmm what to do, how to do, like you were just talking about, you know, optimizing, following trends kind of a thing. And it's like, I just go to answer the public and say, well, what, what are most people searching for on this topic right now? You know? Yeah. And then you could look at that same search query a week later, two weeks later, a month later, and, you know, answer the public gives you that kind of that graphic of all the questions, you know, and it'll be a different view. It'll be a different picture. And that's because things are constantly changing and morphing. You know, I think of that John Maxwell book, you know, ab about leadership and how he used to, said you used to be able to have a five-year plan and now you need to have a six-month plan, right? Like mm. everything mm -hmm. happens and transitions so quickly. And yeah. so to have somebody that has your back in the digital marketing space is a huge advantage. And I don't think people really, I don't think a lot of small to medium companies really recognize the importance of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And a lot of them will get caught up uh, and, and spend way too much money because of that, you know, um, because they don't, they don't realize that they need that strategy, you know, so it's, I'll be honest with you, uh, the, the spending side of it sometimes really, really does blow my mind. You know, mm. I'll, I'll be talking to some clients and I'll say, well, I've got this service, that service. I can help you with this, help you with that. And they're like, well, we just don't have that kind of budget right now. We're already, and then they'll, then they'll blurt it out. We're already spending $242,000, you know, uh, last year, our annual spend on A, B, and C. And yeah. I'll be like, holy crap, you, you spent how much on what? And it's like, sometimes like, how do those people sleep at night that sell that stuff? I think to myself, <laughs> right? Like, like how, how in the world do you sleep at night doing that? Um, I know people that are building learning sites for hundreds of thousands of dollars for companies. And I'm going, I could have built that for 10 grand. Like I could have built something that looks better, functions better, has more automations and works for less than 10 grand. So 
if I were to retail that service to somebody, even if I sold it for 25 or 30 grand and put up labor and a team behind it, you know, it's still cheaper than hundreds of thousands of dollars. And Mm -hmm. so how do you react to, because, because you had talked about like pre-existing companies that have been in business for a year or two and stuff. So sometimes you're walking into a mess. Sometimes you're walking in, you're doing that needs assessment and you're like, Oh boy, you guys are, you guys are a little scattered here. That's how do you address that? Well, I think, I think, you know, it comes down to analytics and it comes down to ROI and, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these companies are sort of giving the free reign, if you will, to these, these companies and they don't ask for the ROI. They, they don't, I don't think they realize that they can have the ROI, right. Um, And what a key piece of the management of your overall marketing, what a key piece that is, right. Um, Or maybe they realize it and they they think they're getting what they should be but you should always i mean if you're spending $249,000 or whatever that is if you're spending that if you're spending a half a million dollars or more on marketing budget you better be making a couple of million because of that right um oh, yeah. and you yeah. better be able to to correlate it back and understand what is working and what isn't working. And I think that's the other problem, right? Is that they've got probably got a lot of people in there that are sort of doctoring whatever it is that they're presenting to say, well, you know, it may not have met expectations this month, but you know, we'll, we'll do better next month or whatever it might be. Right. Uh, And so it's, it's, they're not getting the full story. Um, I think in a lot of cases, right. And uh, that's what you want. You want to be able to tie back what it is that you're doing and, and make it uh, if it's not working, stop doing it. You know? Yeah. The interesting thing when I talk about marketing with people is that, Mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, there's a definite uh, there's a definite barrier between marketing and sales. Mm. Um, However, so like, I'll talk to a marketing professional and the analytics, to your point, they'll say, uh, we're really kicking butt with this campaign. It's super, super cool. You know, we've got so many hundreds of thousands of impressions. We've got mm. so many hundreds of thousands of views, so many hundreds of thousands of, you know, and I'm like, okay, how many likes, shares, or conversions do we have out of that campaign? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, well, wait a minute, conversions conversions is a different word, right? That That's an evil word that deals with sales, not necessarily marketing. Yeah. And so you think of marketing as like an awareness campaign or something like that. Mm. But then when you talk to, uh, gosh, I just had a corporate position for the last few years. A lot of people are familiar with who I work for. Um, I'm sure that their marketing department isn't all about a- awareness, right? They're like, what's our conversion rate? And how are we going to get our distributors to buy more of our product? Right. So they're definitely concerned more about the sales side of the marketing equation than the awareness side of the marketing equation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any take on that? Do you what are your thoughts when you're dealing with a new client, new, new customer, new, new brand when they're worried about conversions and generating revenue? Mm-hmm. But you do you do your job. You look at the SEO and, and the search and you go, they're not building awareness yet. They're not building traffic yet. So so how do you address that with, with your client? Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's interesting, you know, that, that border between sales and marketing, right. Um, Because I think what it comes down to is that the, uh, in a lot of companies, you will see this where the communication between the two is seriously lacking and they do believe that they are separate departments. 
they aren't, you know, um, the fact is, is that one is reliant on the other and, uh, there needs to be, it needs to be a consistent flow, right. Um, between, between the two. Um, and in fact, it's everything that we do in digital marketing always leads back to lead gen. It always leads back to, uh, conversions. If it doesn't, then why are you doing it? You know, I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, that is why you're marketing, even social media, right? Social media is kind of uh, arbitrary in, in a lot of cases, right? People are like, oh, well, I got this many likes. Did you, you know, that's great that you got yeah. that many likes, you know, but not even Google looks at that, right? Google's looking at the quality of what you're putting out there. You know, they want to know that the 10 people that came to your post, are actually caring about what you put on there, that they're engaging with what you put on there. If you get, you know, a million likes and absolutely nobody's actually watched your video, nobody's actually responded to it. Nobody's actually, you know, come to your website because of it. Google's yeah. going to be like, eh, you know, that's not that great, you know, and they're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know a, a gazillion eyes with a 30 second, you know, stay time on your site or a high bounce rate, you know, they're, they're just going to be like, this ain't real. This ain't working. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so to that point, mm -hmm. and you know what, I'm just going to be transparent about issues I have with clients. So I'll have a client. They'll say, Kurt, I need you to build me a membership and learning site, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Our courses are going to be da, 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 da. And I go, great. Do you have that already built? You know, 80% of the time, no, right. We're still working on that. Right. So then you're like, okay, so you want me to build, you want me to frame a house for you and even put up some of the drywall but you don't have any of the decor ready. Right. And, and then, and then they're like, Oh, okay. So what do you mean? Like, how, how can you guarantee us this is going to work? I can't guarantee you anything's going to work. You don't even have, you don't even have content yet. And when I talk to those, those types of customers, it's like, it's almost like there's a gap. They don't understand. They're mm -hmm. like, well, we were going to load in Yoast. We were going to do some SEO. We're going to pump out a bunch of keywords. We're going to attract people and we're going to build this thing as we go. And I'm like, if you don't have words on your pages that match your keywords and all these other things, you're not, you're not going to get the results that you want. That's and you right. try to explain that, but it's, um, I wonder how much, when someone comes at your level of the game, mm -hmm. how much of an obstacle is that conversation? Cause how many people show up not prepared or don't have any content ready and think you're going to work some magic? Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty rare that that happens. It's what, what I find is more common in, in my situation is uh, the client will come to us and, you know, they've been in business for a year, two years, whatever it is. And they have built out a lot of their content. Right. Um, and uh, the problem was, is that they didn't write it for their client. They didn't write it for what that client is actually looking for. Right. Um, yeah. And they don't, you know, they've heard the buzzword SEO, <laughs> you know, they've heard, they've heard keywords, you know, so um, they know just enough to be dangerous, but they also don't realize how to really use them effectively. And um, so for me, that's, that's a lot of the, a lot of the issue is, is that now I will say that I've done for smaller companies, I've watched them come in and I've thought, Oh, they've got all the, the content there. They're, they're good. And then we'll jump into it. And it's like, they're, they've 
first of all, they haven't been happy with it. Right. Um, and it's also why I say, you know, strategy should always be first, right? Because when you're taking it from a strategy perspective, you're examining what you do currently have, right? You're saying, okay, this is what we have. This is how we know it currently works. And what do we need to do to make this work effectively? Right. Um, and so that's, that's the other piece of it is that it, it goes right back to strategy, right? You gotta, you gotta be asking the, the questions, uh, as you're coming in. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I I've gotten into a situation where I've been like, oh my goodness, we're four weeks into this project. How did I not realize that you were, <laughs> you wanted to redo everything? Holy yeah. cow. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I try yeah. very hard to avoid that now. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a lot of those conversations up front, even if I'm doing a one-off project. And that's usually when that's, when that's occurred is when it's a one-off project and we haven't haven't had the strategic conversations. Right. So. So you're leading me down another path talking about these strategic conversations mm. and I'm just going to give you the opportunity to answer it. And if you choose not to answer it, you can say, ah, Kirk, can we skip? <laughs> but I do, I do discovery calls meetings. I'm sure most uh, capable web people get into the strategy call, right? Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah, I can build your website. Mm-hmm. But like we've just been discussing, it's not a magic thing. Like you, mm-hmm. the customer has to come with some assets. There has to be something yeah. that you're going to plug into this thing. Mm-hmm. And as you do these strategy calls or these mm-hmm. Zoom sessions or screen shares or whatever your methodology is, um, you, for me, I start to recognize like, holy crud, you know, I just ended up giving this customer, you know, basically pro bono business consulting yes. mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. three months. You know, I'm like, you don't realize when you first start having the conversations, but you'll still say, oh, well, we're going to sell such and such in, in a e-commerce store and you go, okay, mm-hmm. great. Right. So, so where are you having these things made? Where are they being shipped from? How are we going to calculate tax and shipping in your e-commerce shopping cart? How are we going to, this? you know, and you start going, you start asking the questions because you need to know for the strategy of what you're building for them. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. as you're asking the questions, they're going, that's a really good question. I never thought about that. <laughs> what would you do? And you're going, what do you mean? What would I do? This is your business, bro. And then you, you're just like, okay, well, if it was my business, I would be doing this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this. And mm-hmm. I would be looking at, at, at this supply chain because this one's backlogged and I would be doing this and I would be doing that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. three months goes by and you're like, I just gave that dude a half a million dollars of free consulting and yes. I made $12,000 making a website. Yeah. And yeah. at what point, at what point do you say, Hey, whoa, we're getting the business consulting. Maybe we need mm-hmm. to change the conversation or the scope of work. Has that happened yeah. to you or have you entertained that idea? Well, when I first started, I was the absolute worst at um, basically giving, giving away the farm, you know, because I am a solutioner by nature, right? And mm-hmm. I love solving people's problems, right? And so it's why I do what I do. Uh, but um, I also had to realize that um, that that's what I was doing, right? And I was I was ultimately just giving away everything. Yeah. Uh, and realistically, um, it also wasn't always necessarily the right solution for them either, which is interesting, right? Because I would get too far into it before we had really gotten to the crux of what was going on with them. And so now I'm able to turn it around with a question, right? Instead. So when they ask me, well, what would you do? 
I'm asking them more questions about their business, right? And because I'll be like, well, I don't know what I would do in this situation. I need to know more about your business and these things in order to actually give you a solution, right? Um, but additionally, I also started up front, you know, of this is really you telling me about your business. We're not going to get a lot into my business and what my solutions are necessarily in this session right? This session is about you and you're giving me as much information as you can so that I can bring the best solution possible back to you. And if I feel that consulting is part of that solution, that's going to be in that conversation, right? Um, Rather than them putting it, uh, you know, rather than letting myself solve their problems right up front. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just such an interesting thing. It's, I don't think I don't think you could do what we do for multiple clients and in multiple industries and not glean a a sense of education from what we do. Right. So we look, we start learning business best practices from being immersed in it with other people and we're sampling it from all these different people. And then a new business owner comes along and they don't have that savvy. They don't have that exposure to 15 CEOs and how they grew their company. Right. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. we're sitting here on this wealth of information and especially you from a marketing standpoint, because you're like, I already help hundreds of other people do their magic, right? And so people come in and they're like, well, how much for this and how much for that? Well, that seems that seems like a lot. And you're like, okay, well, good luck, <laughs> right? Um, it, it's it's interesting to me that that is um, almost what it's come down to. I've actually had to work really, really hard on if I'm doing a needs assessment, a strategy session, I can think about the what or I can think about the why with the customer or the client, but I've really had to pull back on the how, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if I, yeah. if I list out how I'm going to do all this stuff for you, right? What's to keep you from a DIY situation or literally just making a menu of services and shopping that out to see who the cheapest college student is that'll do that on the side, right? Because they're not mm-hmm. going to get the same results if they use that college person. That's right. And then they're going to say, right. and I've had this happen. They'll go, well, I got all this, I got all this information from Kurt Von Ahn and he didn't even know what he's talking about because it didn't even work. And it's like, you didn't even pay me. <laughs> like, like that was a free session. So uh, it, it's, it's just been really, really interesting. So when I talk to other professionals, especially that are kind of linked, but separate, I always like mm-hmm. to ask, like, how do you address these things? And how do you deal yeah. with new clients and customers? And so for the clients and customers that are listening to this right now, they probably should be relieved, not see this as negative, but they should be relieved to go, oh, holy crud, you know, talking to people like Kurt and Nancy that have experience in the industry, I could lean lean on them for consulting, or I could lean on them for more information, or I could, but I shouldn't expect it for free, or I shouldn't expect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Uh, and I think if you, if you do that, right, that's exactly what you get is you get the solution. Just like you said, it's piecemeal, right? There's things everywhere and you, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. This is why you start with a strategy, right? This is why you make sure that you have the full picture for the client and that they pay you for that solution. Right. Um, And that solution comes as, as the full picture that it is. Right. And I like to say, you know, you can, when I have a digital marketing blueprint, right. I say, you know what, that blueprint, that is yours to keep, 
right? So you actually know what prices you should be expecting, what what cost you should be expecting. If somebody's telling you that they can get this for you for less, if they're guaranteeing that they can get you this many leads, if they're doing these things, they're probably not the people that you want to be talking to. Maybe you don't want to use my services. Maybe they do seem hot, you know, higher end to you, but if you're going to get something that's worth your time, make sure you have these aspects, right? And that's why I say strategy first, right? Is strategy because first. that's what you need to have in order to be successful. Okay. I'm going to ask you another operational question because I'm curious and maybe some mm-hmm. of our listeners are curious too. Because um, you had mentioned, you know, some of these companies have their own internal marketing departments or their own mm-hmm. CMOs. Um, when you are working with clients, Mm -hmm. Uh, do you find yourself in a position of they have an internal marketing department? So now you become kind of like the contracted marketing project manager and -hmm. you work with their team to, to, to say, okay, well, we're going to do X, Y, and Z by certain dates. And we're going to buy this many by these dates. And we're going to, and then you have the Gantt chart and and you just kind of organize it. Or, um, do you kind of take it away from that corporation and say, look, me and my team are going to have to run this and get this founded. And then we can transition it back to you guys. Like, how, how do you do that? Yeah, we actually, we love to work with internal teams um, to help them along the way, right? Now there are pieces and parts, especially when it comes to digital marketing, that a traditional marketing team really doesn't want to have to manage, right? They don't have the skill set in-house. And so that's when they're going to leverage us. But our team is going to work with their internal marketing team to make sure that everything is running smoothly, right? That it's all interconnected somehow. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we probably, would never come into a company and just fully run with something without, you know, without that connection. Uh, And I really look at it more as a fractional CMO kind of from a fractional CMO perspective, right? What you're getting when you hire my agency is you're getting that knowledge that is going to tie into everything that you're doing. And hopefully that's the return that I'm giving a company. Not hopefully it is the return that I give a company. So (laughs) all of a sudden she's, she's, can you cut out that word? Hopefully. Um, So, and and then I'm thinking in, in my own like work because I've done training sites where I've actually used the, the marketing and subject matter expert material and stuff from the company. So I'm using, I'm working with their team, but I'm still managing and building that site and, and some of the curriculum. Um, there sooner or later, the internal team is going to say, well, we want something cool over something that's effective. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. And so, especially with social media, my goodness, every, you know, Corporate people throw that word viral around like like they're M and M's, you know, and this stuff's harder to do than than uh than than people think. Um, so so like what we really need to do is produce a series of viral videos. <laughs> we want to do something that is uh, spontaneous and unique, mm-hmm. but we need to script it out and make sure legal reviews at first. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, you guys don't have a clue what you're doing. Um, how do you how do you so the CEO hires you, you come in, you're working with the, the CMO, you're doing this kind of fractional job. And then you run into these situations where someone goes, we want to do something really cool. And you're like, oh, yeah, but we need to focus on effective. It, it must be a hard conversation. Uh, it can be. Yeah. And actually I've lost clients because, because <laughs> they want to do something just like that. And, you know, they want to use Madonna's name or, you know, they want to... <laughs> 
<laughs> they want to stalk uh, whoever, right? And like put them into, you know, tag them in their videos so that they'll get more views. And I'm like, well, you can do that, but I can't help you with it. You know, I don't, I don't know yeah. how to. <laughs> to tell you this, but you're, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. And really, I think, I think when people engage uh, me and, and my company, they know that that's what they're getting right. Because I make it very evident to begin with, we're going to do things from an authentic point of view, right? We're not, we're not in this to be the scammy marketers, right? We're not in this to, to bring something that isn't your authentic voice. The point of marketing is to to actually get out what you really do. And that is the that's supposed to be what the point of marketing is. Because what you want is you want to attract the people that actually you want to do business with. And if you don't have that authentic voice, if you don't have that true message, what happens is you get the wrong clients. So even if you're monetarily successful, maybe for a little while, ultimately something's going to go awry because you've put that in there. Right. Um, but as far as trying to redirect the conversation, um, we will, you know, we'll pull out stats. We'll pull out the information that says, well, you can do that, but this is going to be the outcome for you. You know, this is, this is probably what you're going to see from, from those efforts. This is what we know works. And this is what's going to get you. Trends are great. Trends are great, right? They will tell you, they will give you some direction, but you have to take all trends with a grain of salt and you have to realize what's behind them. Right. Um, and you, you need so, so, you know, this whole viral video thing, um, yeah, it, it might work for some overnight successes, but it's, I'm not sure it's an employable final yeah. tactic, right? <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the magic about an overnight success is, you know, the three years it took of, to make it happen. Right. right? So um, three, <laughs> try 10. <laughs> ten. So <clears throat> I'm, at, at, at the risk of just seeing you know, overly vulnerable and transparent. Uh, a lot of what you said right there is some of the main reason that I stayed connected to you, Nancy, and some mm -hmm. of the reason that I was, uh, I felt so much like I got to get Nancy on my podcast after I'd been on yours. And it's the authenticity. It is the being upfront. It is, you know, you know what you got. Like, I feel like when I speak with you, there's no sugar coating, but you're not insulting either. Right. And I think quite honestly, that's kind of a gift I have. I have, I have the ability to tell somebody almost anything I want without them shooting me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's because if people know you as a person of character over time, it, that builds that relationship level to a point of, okay, well, well you're an expert or you're knowledgeable or, and, and if I don't know something, I'll be the first to say, oh, I don't know. I'll go look it up for you and get back. To yes. You, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and people are like, wow, you know, he's pretty humble. You know, but it, that has nothing to do with it. It's just, I just want to be authentic. Mm -hmm. um, and part of what you were saying was if we just do the right thing, or if, or if the customer just puts in the work, we'll get the results. If the, you know, not that overnight success viral thing, but, but they got to have the right copy. They got to put in the right work. They got to do the right, you know, um, campaigns and promotions. And I think about the book I published in 2007, I wrote a book on the automotive service industry, and it was almost word for word like that. It was like, you can be a success in that industry without 
ripping customers off, treating people poorly and ripping off your staff. Like mm -hmm. if you just do the job, if you just do the job for, you know, an equitable rate, that's fair, you're going to make profit. It's, it's yeah. your job to figure out how to be effective and make profit with what the industry supports. Mm -hmm. And I feel that with digital marketing. I feel that with website building. Um, I've had people that I've quoted and they've got, and, the, and, you know, it's interesting. One person will say, wow, that seems like a lot. Like the person spent 500 bucks would probably go, that sounds like a lot. But then I also have clients that have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on websites that aren't optimized or still using flash and Google can't find. Right. So it's like, you know, when you get into some old website and they're still hosting flash video that doesn't work, oh. you're like, something's wrong here, man. Something's disconnected. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's endearing to me that, that, you know, not only are you that person that's a pleasure to be connected to, but like you can vocalize it in a way that makes sense too. Like mm -hmm. it, you, you just got it. You nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I mean, I think, I think that, uh, you know, businesses waste a lot of time, not going down that road, right? How much yeah. time do they waste actually trying to figure out how to be viral, right? Or how to be, uh, you know, the, the other things, right? Um, that they are not. And it all goes back to branding and, you know, keeping that branding solid, right? Um, and if you're not clear on that, I, mean, I think that's kind of the conversation that we were having before, right? If they're not clear on their branding, which is ultimately, you know, all those things that they have built, if that brand isn't clear, you know, it's, it's going to be a painful experience. Right. But that's also yeah. part of strategy, right. Is making sure that those things are, those things are in place. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, I said at the very beginning of this interview, I'm like, you and I could rabbit trail this thing forever. And I hope that I yeah. didn't rabbit trail you the wrong way today. And, and if I did, we need to do a follow-up. I'll make the time because I, I it's I love talking about this stuff. I'd love to know more about the websites you make, how, how you make your decisions on hosting. I know I have three or four different options I recommend to clients based on need and scale and all of yeah. those things. And we mm -hmm. could probably go down those those rabbit trails for a whole other session. But for today, what do you want people to come away from today's interview with Nancy? Like, what's the best way to reach you? Um, mm -hmm. How do you prefer to be contacted? And, um, and if I were to ask a follow-up question to that would be like, what's your focus now to like the end of the year, as far as what your business is working in? Mm. You know, the end of the year is not that far away, Kurt. <laughs> no, months, two months. Yeah. Um, so we are really, uh, you know, as far as the focus goes, uh, it is, it is about, <laughs> it's about the strategy, right? Our strategy and, uh, and the strategy for our clients. And, um, you know, that's where we start looking at, you know, what they've done throughout the year. And we ask questions of what, what does this next year look for, look like for you? Right. Um, so that's, that's where our focus is. Um, as far as how people can get a hold of me, they can go to, our website, wsidigitalconnections.com. And <laughs> and uh, there they can actually, they can schedule time with me. Uh, they can reach out to me via phone. They can, uh, and then, and they can also visit our larger website, which will, uh, which will show them uh, the, all the services and everything that we're, we can deliver for them. So, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And then I would imagine if I just want to say this so that people understand, if you get into the website and you see too many options or you get confused or you're not sure 
what's for you, I would imagine Nancy would have a discovery call with you and point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd love to have that conversation anyway, because to your point, Kurt, even though they may not get strategy out of, you know, like the full strategy, just having the conversation with someone can help direct their thoughts in a better direction when it comes to their strategy. Right. So yeah. Clarity is so important, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to just knowing what the next steps are and, and how to get to that, that, you know, those milestones that get you to that end goal. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Nancy, I thank you so much for your time. Yeah. I know that our listeners are going to see some value out of this. And, uh, you know, as we both share this around the interwebs, uh, it'll be interesting to see what some of the comments are. I know that my yeah. interaction on your podcast, uh, brought in some good comments, my direction. So I'm praying that my audience does the same for you. Fantastic. Kurt, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. No worries. Let's have a good one. Okay. You too.